Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. everybody and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello everyone. Hello Pete. How you doing Nikki Kinzer? I'm doing great. How you doing this fine Monday? Uh, well it's not Monday I, I when people you. hear this. Oh I know we're I recording know. this on Monday but I have to tell you. Yes. I have to tell you. I opened up our Google Doc this morning mm-hmm. and I was blown away by what? By all of the notes and responses. Oh, on right. Topic. On yeah, for today's time. In fact, it, there yeah. were so many that I'm putting it into two shows, and, and I'll tell you why. Oh. Okay. Well, first of all, we probably need to tell people. We should what talk it is. about what we're talking yeah, about. Because so they let's have no do idea that. what we're talking about. Right. This is it, it's ADHD Awareness Month. It is. Uh, it, this is starting in October, and you know we get very excited about awareness months in these parts, and uh, so we're going to talk about that. And so Nikki had the I, I don't know why we've never thought of it before, but mm-hmm. it, you know sometimes it takes time for these brainstorms to percolate. And Nikki was struck, and so today we are going to to talk about what you want the world to know about ADHD. Woo-hoo! What do you want the world to know? And so we asked the question, and it turns out you show up. You showed up. Oh, boy. Uh, yes. To answer these questions. Wow. Uh, so before we dig into these the voluminous responses, uh, you can head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show on the website or subscribe to the mailing list, and you'll get an email each time a new episode is released. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD, uh, or if you appreciate what we have done here uh, since who knows when we started, uh, the last seven, eight years or so, if if it's touched you in some way, if you've learned something about yourself, your ADHD, uh, join us over on Patreon. You can support this show for a couple bucks a month uh, over on patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast, and uh, you can get access to our fantastic online community via Discord. Uh, by connecting Discord to your Patreon account, you'll get access to all kinds of channels, and and the community over there is just thriving. I'll tell you, I log in this morning, and uh, there is nothing I like better than seeing you know 100 plus messages that you've missed since, since you <laughs> missed the, over the weekend. Uh, it's just it's growing and thriving with the folks who are on there already, and uh, so if you if you Get there by way of patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. You'll be you you'll have access to that uh, Discord group automatically. You can download the app and be a part of this growing and thriving community uh, through this Discord 
chat and uh, communication tool. It's fantastic. Uh, so give that a shot. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. What What do you want people to know about ADHD? Uh, t- talk about how you how you how you were struck by this. You know, okay, so October, as you mentioned, is ADHD Awareness Month. And I actually looked in our, Pete and I have a schedule that we go off of for our podcast shows, right? So we have themes and we have different things that we've talked about. And how how would you explain it, Pete? It's in that Excel format where it has, so we go back from 2016 where I can see each topic that we've talked about. Yeah, that's when we moved over there. We put just a spreadsheet together where you can see the titles of each show and then we have it linked so when you click on the title of the show it goes to our 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 notes and our scripts for for the week right and so what i did is i looked in the past two years of what we talked about during october awareness month and you know last year was great because we had guests on the show every week and talked about different parts of the awareness that we wanted to to share but i realized we never really had the conversation with the people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with the people who are affected by this every single day. And, um, you know, we, we got good responses. We got bad responses about ADHD. We got sad responses. We got really hopeful responses. I mean, we got everything and, and you're right. People showed up. They want to be heard. And yeah. I thought, you know, this is a perfect way to go into October, um, Uh, with the ADHD awareness, but it also is a good follow-up from the mindful listening uh, podcast that we did last week because, yeah, yeah, because it is important that people are being heard. So we have this responsibility, Pete, right? To, uh, to talk about what people want the world to know. And because the responses, we had so many, I want to make sure that we honor everybody that that came in and that we have a chance to, to comment when we want to about certain, you know, uh, um, comments. I don't know. Right. <laughs> right? Point, we want to comment right. on your comments and take the time. And as you know, our listeners know, our show is not an hour long show. But if we were to try to get all of these responses into one show, it would end up being probably an hour and a half. And to me, I that's too long. That's too long. So yeah. I want to split yeah. this up. And uh, that's where I'm at. You know, I, I totally take it for granted because uh, as somebody living with ADHD, I uh, feel like through this show, I already have a platform to tell the world what I want them to know about ADHD. And it has, it is just, I can't believe it's never occurred to me that we need to do a show like this. Yeah. I think it's just a really special thing. And uh, it gives me a chance to shut up for a little bit. Well, and if you remember when I was, when I was actually um, thinking about this and putting the content together, you had called me right at the time that I was working yeah. on it. And so you answered the phone and that was the first thing I said is, what do you want the world to know about ADHD? Yeah, right. And you're like, Fantastic! I, know. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, and and I got to tell you, I I feel like this show serves two different purposes. One is for the listeners to know that they're not alone. Uh, there's this whole tribe out there that get you. Uh, and number two is I want I want our listeners to share this show 
um, with others who you, you think it would benefit. Because um, as a community, we do want to spread the message of ADHD awareness, what it is, what it isn't, what it's like to live with it. And uh, if you have somebody in your life that you know could benefit from listening to this, then definitely share it because there's going to be some enlightening moments, I'm sure. Well, I hope so. How would you how would you like to start? Well, what I'd like to do is actually talk and this is the education piece. I feel like we need to talk about what ADHD is and I know that everybody out there that's living with it understands it, but this is really more for the people that have either been newly diagnosed or if you do want to share this with a loved one or family member, um giving them just a little bit of background of of what it is. And the resource that I used is ADA um which is Attention Deficit Disorder Association. I said that really fast. <laughs> Attention Deficit Disorder Association. Association. Yes. Right. They're my favorite. Love Ada. Okay. So ADHD is an attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. <gasps> Surprise. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. That's the definition of ADHD. Episode 359. I know, I know we've right? never said it. Maybe. Yeah. We're going right in there with the basics. Yeah. This is where it gets a little bit more interesting, I promise. <laughs> so ADHD <laughs> is a highly genetic brain-based syndrome that has to do with the regulation of a particular set of brain functions and related behaviors. These brain operations are collectively referred to as executive functioning skills. So that's where the executive functioning comes in to how that relates to ADHD. Uh, and they include important functions such as attention, concentration, memory, motivation, and effort, learning from mistakes, impulsivity, hyperactivity, organization, and social skills. So if we were to actually look at, you know, the challenges of ADHD, a lot of people could check those boxes and say, yep, yep, mm -hmm. yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. There are various contributing factors that play a role in these challenges, including chemical and structural differences in the brain, as well as genetics. There are three types of ADHD. We have the ADHD that's inattentive. So the inattentive ADHD, it's a little harder to catch, right? These are the daydreamers. These are not going to be the fidgety people. Um, but they are going to have a hard time focusing. They're going to be easily distracted. Uh, they don't pay attention to the details as much. They don't appear to listen, um, unorganized and forgetful. So then we have this ADHD, number two ADHD, which is hyperactive impulsive. And this is where I think there's kind of that myth of the little boy that can't sit still, who's always fidgeting um, or needs to be up and around. Um, that's the hyperactivity part. It's hard to sit still. It's restlessness in adults. So if you just feel restless, like, you know, oh, I just I should be doing something. What should I be doing? You're talking excessively. There's no filter. Um, with right. hyperactivity impulsive, because that's really the impulsiveness is, you know, you're interrupting. Um, you just say what comes to mind without really thinking about how it's going to come across. Then there's this number three, which is a combined. So this is the person that meets the criteria for both inattention and hyperactivity, um, impulsive ADHD. Now in, I guess the medical world, I don't know how you would, I don't know who decided this, but if you 
talk to medical professionals, they'll usually see, say, ADHD, even if you don't have the H. So it used to be like an ADD slash ADHD, but now they just kind of say it's ADHD and the level of hyperactivity, I guess, just really varies on the person, but they, they don't separate the two. I, what we're really getting at is that, uh, you know, symptoms uh, vary by by type, but because it's a spectrum disorder, you can be you are predominantly one type or predominantly another. And if the behaviors are predominant on both sides, you're your combined type. But that changes over the course of your life, over yes. the course of context, and over the course of accommodations that you put in place to help you adapt. Yes. And that brings up to my next point. Perfect segue. Love it. <sighs> Segwayer in chief. That's good me. job. So, <laughs> yes, symptoms can vary in severity between individuals. ADHD is not created equal, right? It's going to look different right. in different people. Symptoms can change over time. So, it may look very different for you as a child than it does as an adult. Um, and symptoms can lessen, change, and take different forms within your lifetime. And I think that's definitely what you're saying is that it, it, it depends on the accommodations. It depends on your awareness. It depends on a lot of different things on transitioning. You know, where are you in your life? It's going to be, um, if you're in a very stressful time in your life, your ADHD is probably going to be right there front and center. Mm-hmm. So, um, now this is interesting. Again, this is a resource. It came from Ada. ADHD is not caused by poor parenting, falls or head injuries, traumatic life events, digital distractions, video games and television, lack of physical activity, food additives, food allergies, or excess sugar. Now, I know there are going to be people that either believe that or don't. I'm just saying this is what Ada says. Um, yeah, it's a, this, is a, this is a tricky one. And, and the language is tricky, too, because... It you know the statement is is factually correct yeah, and it's important it's that we, we get this out because based on what we know now these things ADHD is not caused by any of these things but we do also know they can make it that worse. your ability to uh, to introduce accommodations into your life to help you with your ADHD is they're exacerbated by some of these things, Absolutely. lack of f- physical activity, particularly excess sugar. And those things have to exist in the same universe. And yeah. that's hard for people, I think, sometimes to wrap their heads around. Right. Because it's not an all or nothing thing. It's not yeah. caused by it, but it doesn't help it. I mean, it, it, if you have it, it's not going to help, right? It, it can definitely yeah. have some factors. Um, right. Researchers used to believe that ADHD was related to minor head injuries and brain damage, but most people with ADHD have no history. And this theory has been disproved. Others have speculated that ref- Refined sugar and food additives caused ADHD symptoms. While refined sugar isn't good for one's health in general, there has not been any scientifically proven correlation between sugar and food additives and ADHD. Again, this comes from Ada. I know there's some people that are going to disagree or agree, but I'm just sharing with you the research that I found. And I agree with Pete. I think that um, it's not caused by these things, but it definitely doesn't help them. ADHD is caused by chemical, structural, and connectivity differences in the brain, mostly as a result of genetics. So I'm hearing, you know, this kind of trend of of genetics, which kind of makes sense because 
a lot of fathers and daughters have ADHD. I'm talking about Pete. But 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 you know that's that's actually that's relatively new, yeah. right? I mean, you know, in over the long arc of experience with ADHD is coming to terms with the fact that that there is a uh, not just a genetic component but a significant genetic component. Yes. Uh is it makes it's a big difference to how we we think about it. Absolutely. And this actually follows up to that again, great segue. <laughs> this came from one of our followers and this is what they want you to know the world um, about ADHD. This is not a new disease caused by hormones in the meat or sugar in the diet. It is something you can document and study throughout the ages and many historical figures, most of whom were geniuses. My father is 88 years old and I can tell you that he has had ADHD his whole life. He would crawl out the window at school and run away, but he also had an airplane engine in the basement and taught himself to take it apart and put it back together again. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so that's I, fantastic. Yeah, I, I think that probably the 88-year-old father, you know, th- that wasn't really probably even in their... Uh, yeah, they weren't talking th- about They weren't talking it. about ADHD. Yeah. So, right. right. All right. So yeah. that kicks off what we want to talk about with the rest of the comments. So how do we want to do this, Pete? Do you want to go back and forth or... Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. So I will take the next one. Here we go. This is another one from a listener. What do you want to know? What do you want the world to know about your ADHD? That it doesn't mean you're stupid or ditzy. Many of us are rather intelligent. We receive 20,000 more corrective messages by the time we're 10 to 12 than a neurotypical person. It's largely rooted in executive function and is neurodevelopmental in nature. This is what I wanted to comment on this again, because we talked about executive functions. And again, what I'm trying to do here is put some education around the comments as well. So that's what my mm-hmm. kind of goal is. Um, executive functions, how we define this. The executive functions are a set of processes that all have to do with managing oneself and one's resources in order to achieve a goal. It's an umbrella term for the neurologically based skills involving mental control and self-regulation. Executive functions all serve a command and control function. They can be viewed as the conductor of all cognitive skills. Executive functions help you manage life tasks of all types. All right, so executive functions. These are the main ones that you're going to be looking for. Activation. So this is the organizing, prioritizing, and getting started. Focus. Focusing, sustaining, and shifting attention to tasks. Effort. Regulating alertness, sustaining effort, and processing speed. Emotion, managing frustration and emotions. Memory, utilizing working memory and accessing recall. Action, monitor and self-regulate action, which is the follow-through. It's the completion Mm -hmm. of tasks. So just like with ADHD, the severity of the symptoms of these executive functions are going to look different for everyone. That's a little lesson on executive functions. That's right. Uh, Okay, here's the next one. Uh, That many incarcerated have undiagnosed ADHD, that it can and will ruin your life if left untreated. I love this one. uh, And I have to throw out, if you aren't listening to the Ear Hustle podcast, uh, you are missing one of the greats. It is, uh, it's a podcast that takes place, it's produced by and takes place in uh, San Quentin Federal Penitentiary. And it, is, it tells the real life uh, story of what's going on in there. And the interviews that they, uh, that they are able to capture here, capture exactly this. I listened to it 
and I'm constantly struck by how these guys, these are that, well, he's got ADHD. He's got it. I wonder if ADHD uh, put him in, in jail. I, you, you will be blown away. Ear Hustle podcast is amazing. Check it out. I'll put it in the show notes too. Oh, very interesting. Well, and this reminded me of the talk that we did um, with Alan Brown. This was a couple of years yeah. ago, uh, but he definitely talked about the the danger of untreated ADHD. And uh, so we'll have to put the, that uh, episode in the in the show notes as well, because yeah. that was a good one. Um, and it definitely can walk that dangerous line if you're not paying attention to it. Okay, so I'm going to read the next one. People with ADHD don't choose to forget important things, even when they put them on their to-do list. Also, they are usually way more frustrated by their symptoms than any non-ADHD sufferer can be. Oh, right? that, that one's huge. That one's huge because this, this idea that people with ADHD live with ADHD and don't know it somehow right that they're oh oh my goodness you know that that they're that you're able to sit in judgment of somebody else uh, somebody else's adhd condition because you think they're oblivious to it uh that is a, a very damaging worldview and it is absolutely one of those shout from the rooftops kind of um, kind of things for me yeah uh it, you know it, it goes back to executive function it goes back to uh it, you know one of the workshops that you did that we just released for our patrons uh on perspective memory super super useful and relatable experience how you remember things at the time you need to remember them uh directly impacts how you work and relate to other people and their experience working with you and that is a, a something that is directly impacted impacted uh, by ADHD symptoms. Absolutely. And it's not intentional. And like he said, he's, most ADDers are going to be just as surprised uh, that, that yeah. they didn't remember. Um, okay. It's just as real as any other diagnosis. Don't shame someone for seeking treatment for their child or for themselves. As well-meaning as your suggestion about diet changes may be, chances are we have tried it and 20 million other things already. Just stop with the shaming. I see this in mom groups more than anywhere. Okay, I feel like I don't want to comment on this one because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. You're uh, not a mom. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to be judgmental about mom's groups. <laughs> I'm just not. Uh, but I will say that the shaming goes, you know, I uh, all over. Yes. Uh, that and and it never fails. Everyone you talk to is going to have an idea of something that they're sure you haven't tried and that you should really try. Mm -hmm. And it it probably will come back to gluten <laughs> in some way, shape, or form yeah. because there's the there's the the sort of uh, sugar gluten meat trifecta. Yeah. And let me tell you, those of us who live with any sort of gluten sensitivity uh, from from you know gentle gluten sensitivity to celiac disease, believe me, our diet does not, does not uh, it's that's not how it works. Uh, so I, I get it. Stop the shaming and just know we're we're working on it. That's right. That's exactly right. And it's nobody's business. Even even moms even groups. moms groups. <laughs> it's not their business. Support each other, moms. <laughs> we need to be supportive. Yes. All right. I got this one. Just because we're on medication does not mean there's something wrong with us. It means we just need a little help in certain areas. I say that because I just had to inform somebody I met that I'm going out with, and I was scared that she would run when I told her. That's such a great point because we have no re there's there's no reason to live in fear of that kind of judgment, especially somebody that we're going to go out with. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and if if she does run, she's not the right person for you. I can tell you that. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah the, you know, and this goes back um, when we talk about medication in general. I mean, it, there is yeah. no shame in taking medication. It's a personal decision and yours alone, um, whatever you decide to do. And, uh, you know, I think that that fear is definitely worrying about what other people think. And, and for the most part, it's probably because they're misinformed and don't understand ADHD. Um, so again, I think shows like this and us talking about it, more awareness and communication is good. And, and, uh, hopefully we can reach, you know, at least someone that will maybe change their perspective on this a little bit. What about this one? This one's interesting. It's the kiss of death for intimate relationships. It doesn't have to be. So it does not, it does not have to be. I mean, I think that this is, um, you know, probably coming from somebody who's been hurt probably recently. Um, and hasn't found the right relationship yet is going to be my guess. Uh, but I don't think it has to be. I, and if you remember, again, another great interview we had was was uh, with Melissa Orlove. And she has great books about uh, marriage and ADHD and couples and ADHD and how to work together. And uh, she's devoted her work to this. And I think that, you know, that clear communication. Um, there's a lot of things you can do to make these relationships work, whether both partners have ADHD or only one. Uh, what we don't want to do is ignore the ADHD or not communicate because right. then everything kind of could blow up. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, I, you know, it's, it's the intimacy part that's, that's tricky to talk about, right? Because that's, you know, it, it's not just communication in the relationship, it's communication, uh, you know, at that sort of very deep kind of, you know, physical level. And that can be really hard because it already implies if you've gotten to that point with a new relationship in particular, it implies you've already climbed a mountain to get over the interpersonal kind of uh, issues that already exist, uh, naturally just because we're human organisms. Um, but if you've done that, you're already so far ahead in the relationship. If you already, if you've made it to the point where you're ready to start thinking about intimacy, uh, and, and about a, a sort of physical sexual relationship with somebody, then that you already have a ground, the groundwork set for, um, communication about how um, you know, how, how you would like to be perceived in that context. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really important. Um, that it's really important to just keep talking about it, not to death, because at some point you got to stop talking about it. Yeah. If you know what I mean? And, you know, move on. Right. But, um, but, but man, it's, it is really important just to keep it out there, mm-hmm. uh, that, and, and to know, right. And you have to somehow figure out how the ADHD does impact you in this context, in this mm-hmm. context of an intimate relationship, because so often you get into a conversation where you feel like I, I'm, I need to talk about it, but I don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the language is that I need to use out of this. And so, you know, I, I go back into, you know, reading the work of, of Melissa, uh, doing some journaling and really trying to ask yourself some specific questions like, you know, write down, how is this going to impact me? How is a sexual 
personal relationship going and going to relate to my ADHD? How am I going to be able to respond? What would I like to see in this relationship? Um, you know, and and what is my role in it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and those kinds of questions are are things that that you can dock. You can write it out, and and the act of writing it will keep it in your in your mind when it's time to actually talk about it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you, Pete. Well, so, I live to serve. So this one makes me sad. Oh. So this person wants the world to know how lonely it makes you feel, how stupid it makes you feel, how exhausting it makes you feel, and how embarrassing it makes you feel, and how hopeless it makes you feel. That just yeah. breaks my heart. Yeah. You know what this one this one goes back to the one just just uh, above because in the mom's groups, you know. Mhm. You have to, I, for me, you got to take these in uh, together because there's, it's the, everything that we're talking about, how stupid it makes you feel, exhausting and all of these things, that is all from a place of like having to have gone through all of the external judgment and all yeah. of the people telling you, surely you'd get better if you just try this one thing that I know about right? and nobody else has figured out. And, and that, uh, that is a, an isolating, you know, we've talked about this before that ADHD is a, is a condition of isolation, mm-hmm. right? It, mm-hmm. it puts you, it sets you apart from, even if, if, even if you're in a group of other people who are living with ADHD in some capacity or another, you feel alone. Mm-hmm. And that is exasperating mm-hmm. and terrifying. And uh, yeah, I agree. So what would you say to this person if you were having coffee with him? I would say yes. Yes. Yeah. Have him listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. Yes. You're right. All of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And yeah. Well. And then I'd say, go join the ADHD group on Discord. That's right. Because you know who you know who's there? A lot of people who you have uh, ADHD. Get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, I, I think your point is very um is very clear and I think very true when you're saying even in a support group you can feel isolated. Um right. however, I will also add to that that you will feel less isolated in a group of people that get you and understand you. Um and so if if this is how you're feeling, and it probably is how they feel every day, the the part of that that really makes me sad is the hopeless. Um, yeah. because then I think, okay, uh, what can we do to to help this person feel like there is hope? Um, and and that's finding your support system. That's maybe talking to a doctor. That you know, getting the help that you need to, to know that it's not hopeless. Yeah. Uh, and that's the part that really makes me sad. So. so we've got these next three right in a row. Number one, it is a neurological difference, not a deficit or disorder. Oh, you know, that's a really good point. I'll come back to that. Number two, the struggle is real and the various traits are attributed to neurological differences, not defects. Number three, it's just because I can focus on video games doesn't mean I don't have ADHD. Hallelujah. Amen. 
I got to go play some games. <laughs> I, I love these. And you know what the thing is? I, I feel like the attention deficit disorder is and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. I'm one of those people who believes that it is a, a nasty, horrible name. But because culturally that's what's accepted, like we have a definition of terms that matters. And so I, I probably should be more of a vocal uh, proponent of, you know, changing the way we refer to ADHD than I am. Uh, and I, some days I regret that other days, I just need people to understand what we're talking about, mm -hmm. but there is there, I mean, you run into this too, right? I mean, uh, there, there is a contingent out there that believes attention deficit hyperactivity difference or, uh, hyperactivity, you know, that there is a, a different word we should use than disorder. Well, yeah. And, and deficit because it's not a, it's yeah, not a deficit. Not a shortcoming. Right. Um, because with the video games, right? That person yeah. has no problem focusing on video games. So part right. of ADHD and understanding ADHD is that it's where your attention goes. And so it's not necessarily a deficit because you can have a lot of attention and focus going to something that you really like and really excites you. And disorder makes me feel like you're, something's wrong. Yeah. And yeah. ADHD is not, nothing's wrong. You were born with this. This isn't, right. you know, you don't have to be fixed. So that, right. yeah, I, I feel the same way. It's not, it's not the nicest way to describe it for sure. Next, uh, we have another one. This one's a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Just because you aren't hyperactive or fidgety 24-7 doesn't mean it can't be ADHD. I have inattentive type ADHD, so I like to describe that I spell my ADHD with a silent H. That's cute. I like that. Uh, it's still there. You just can't see it because it's my brain that experiences all my hyperactivity. I may be standing still on the outside, but inside my head, I'm planning my next vacation, thinking about that woman should not have worn those pants, singing along to the song on the radio, and worrying I'm forgetting something all at the same time while listening to a friend tell a story. ADHD is a misnomer. Not everyone with ADHD has hyperactivity, and it's not a deficit of attention. <laughs> it's yes. a really good way of explaining what's going on in your head. Right. I love it. Right. Yeah, I do too. That's that that it hits it home for me too. Next, we've got uh, that ADHD. What would you like them to know? What would you like the world to know? That it's not just a stereotypical young boy bouncing off the walls, but there's some diversity in how ADHD appears outwardly and that the different ways it can affect people and the different ways it can affect people. For me, I don't think most people would or do believe that I have ADHD because I have no problem attending to people. I'm an extrovert, so engaging with people is what interests me, so I have no problem focusing. Uh, also, ADHD doesn't just affect school or work. I love this uh, so much. Again, to, that, to the point we had above, that uh, it, it turns out, as we're trying to build so much diversity in so many communities online and off, yeah, there's diversity in ADHD too. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And people need to understand uh, about hyperfocus. You know, I think that yeah. that's a myth that that the people that don't have ADHD or don't understand it don't understand what hyperfocus is. So that's why they go back to that belief that, well, my child can play video games all day or I can play video games all day and it's totally fine. Well, that yeah. doesn't really mean anything. So, so this is kind of fun. Well, it is fun because that's what the response is. That's what the response was. I want the it's world literally... to know that ADHD is fun. <laughs> and I like 
it. I mean, you know, it's some positive feedback. Yeah. So it's fun. Go, there you go. Go ADHD. Yeah. And here's some more <laughs> little positive ones because I think they're they're good. Just because someone with ADHD does things in a different way doesn't mean they are wrong or lazy. Let them. Yeah. Amen. Let them. You got to figure out what works for you and not feel bad about that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the fence on, on the, um, uh, on, you know, there, there, people have made a good case that, you know, when we refer to some of the, uh, some of the symptoms of ADHD or some of the outcomes of ADHD, that, that there are traits of ADHD that are quote gifts. And I know I've used the, that language to myself and that for those uh, out there who are, you know, living with some truly debilitating challenges with ADHD, I'm all, uh, I, my deepest respect and, uh, and empathy. Right. I mean, I, I, I get it. Uh, I also think that there is a perspective around uh, ADHD traits and gifts that is Im important that, you know, to f for me, one of my accommodations that I have to put in my head and a muscle that I have had to build over years is if I don't look at some of these things as gifts, uh, I will go into a, a very different state of presence and mind. Mm -hmm. Like I, I have to attune myself in this way in order to to live in a healthy and respectful way with ADHD. Uh, and I, I don't want to do that disrespecting others who really hate that use of language. And so, you know, to those that that you know are offended by that term, I'm I'm sorry. And for me, it's it's how I've. Uh, I've adjusted to some of the things that that I've I've had to shift my perspective. Otherwise, they'd be more debilitating. Well, and I, I think don't know if that makes sense. It does make sense, and I think that that's exactly where the next comment is coming from. Is in the same um, respect that you're talking about. The person says also that it's not just a deficit. There seems to be some, and she put in quotes, gifts mm -hmm. or strengths that come with ADHD. Maybe thinking outside the box because we're not linear thinkers. So I think it's it's looking at the creativity and how um, you know that can be a real strength. So ha whether you look at it as strengths or gifts, but like you said, it's just looking at it as a positive in, in in what way you can where do you shine we all right. shine right. so yeah like it i like it i like it so much okay we've got uh two more two more two more number one figuring out what my strengths are and then focusing on my strengths and not always trying to improve my weaknesses is what has helped me achieve much more success than any other coping mechanism i love that mm -hmm. uh and we don't talk about that probably enough as a community either right the the act of discerning what our strengths are i know we've talked about it on the show um in the past but uh focusing on our strengths and not so deeply focused on uh the things that are causing us challenge well there you go we might have a, a podcast right there new show new show yep. on strengths yeah okay so this last statement i love it it's it's a great one to end with okay so this is what this person wants the world to know we have unique talent we meet needs of gaps in society we're creators we've all chased the illusion of normal and beat ourselves to a pulp when we fall short which is often we aren't like the others we are different in almost every way and this is a beautiful thing i love that we have our own language and i'm thrilled when i find someone who speaks it or that can at least interpret it the best choice I've made when it comes to my ADHD is to stop trying to control my squirrel, embrace it, learn to care for it, and have fun with it. Oh, I love it. Oh, 
I would wear that on a shirt. Yes. We need a squirrel and and that uh, as a manifesto on a shirt. I know. Beautiful. It that is. That is beautiful. Very well put. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you uh, for everyone who contributed to this episode and to these uh, these statements and points and perspectives. They're just so valuable. And I'm, I'm, I am moved. I am moved. And we're going to have part two next week That's because amazing. we have more to talk we about. We have even more. Yes. Well, Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this episode of the ADHD podcast. We deeply appreciate your time and your attention, and this week in particular, your participation. Join us over on Discord and uh, join us, support us over on patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast if you'd like even more uh, ADHD goodness and join a community that, that knows how you feel. That's, that's the trick. That's the trick. Thanks, everybody. Until next week, that's Nikki Kinzer. I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you next week right here on the ADHD Podcast.